Hi. Hi. <laughs> Long time no see. Yeah. doing how are we feeling we're feeling good ready to feeling groovy (laughs) you know that song i'm feeling groovy i'm gonna have to look it up now please do now i need to hear it slow down you move too fast you got to make the morning last just taking down the cobblestone I do know this song. <laughs> I love this song. <laughs> and what else do we need? We don't need to get into Kelly uh, last week going through so much stress and anxiety about her financial situation that she wished she was dead or anything. We don't have to talk about that. Like, I mean, we checked in halfway through the week. Kelly seemed to be doing better. And I was going to bring it up later. (laughs) No, no, I thank you. Everybody checked in. And normally I would be so annoyed with people checking in on me because I'd be like, (laughs) fuck you. Like, I'm fine. I just told you that because I was feeling that way. You shit, you know, but it's very nice that everyone checked to see that I was still alive and still doing it. So I just, I'm going through a period of time in my life where I'm, going like I'm investing in myself and I'm in the middle of it and I'm not seeing any progress and nothing's really happening. I'm sort of in the middle of, it's like when you do any project, when when you're in the middle of it, it looks like shit and everything's crazy. And until you try to clean your room, exactly like cleaning your room. Exactly. It looks like shit. Like one hour in, and like, you're like regretting. Don't come all this in here right out. now. <laughs> and that's what they do in all those design shows, all those home shows, where yeah. they make people walk through the half-made house, and everybody starts freaking out because they're all stupid, yeah. and they don't understand. <laughs> that's that, so true. Of course, it looks bad. Like we're in the <laughs> middle of ripping this place apart. Exactly. I forgot to tell you, Luke and Luke is over in Europe right now. He's visiting with Allie. Okay. And he's heading to Iceland. He's meeting up with Erica, his girlfriend, in Iceland. Then they're going to go to Portugal. And then they're going to go to Slovenia. So, and Allie's going to meet up meet up with them in Slovenia. And they're going to do the big hike up that that there's a mountain there. Yeah. Called something. I don't remember the name. All the Slovenians great are mountain. yelling at me. <laughs> the Great Mountain in the Slovenia. Anyway, it's a big hike. And then he's going to go to Spain, I think. Anyway. Oh, my God. To be in Luke's my 20s never been. again. I know. Luke's never been to Europe. So it's mountain be, it's in Slovenia. Thank you. <laughs> oh God, there's way too many options. No, the big one. Triglov. Big one. The T. Three That's it. Triglov. Yes, that's the one where they have like guided tours, and you can stay in a hut, and they feed yeah, you, yeah. and you stay overnight, and blah blah blah. So. Well, yeah, it's like almost three thousand meters 
tall. And they're going to go to that river with the human fish we talked about, the caves. What? With the river and the fish that can grow its limbs back and everything. You know that one? Yeah. <laughs> I talked about it. No, I do. Before. I remember this. We talked about this like a year ago. Oh, long, maybe two years ago. Caves. I do remember that conversation. Yeah. Caves. Caves. Scotian. Cave, canyon, river, park, hiking. Oh my gosh. This place is gorgeous. Oh, Slovenia. This doesn't even look real. This is so nice. Okay. I I need to like bucket list. I I really want to go to Slovenia. I've never been. Neither have I. have been together for more than 10 years. we got to make that happen. You haven't been either? No. Oh, my gosh. And Luke and Allie, this is their, like, Couples Allie went trip. there for the first. Yeah, really, it would be fun. But Luke, or sorry, Allie went there for the first time in March. Okay. Uh, for the weekend, because she got a deal online oh God, for 50 euros to fly over there. Oh so she flew so there jealous. for 50 euros. I know. And now they're it's going amazing. again. So. Yeah, no, it's wonderful. And she went there. I'll just say this and we'll move on. And it was like, she felt homesick when she went because she was like, oh my God, this is like home. Like she just felt very, and I was very happy because I thought, oh, they're probably really connecting to their heritage and everything. Like, I just thought it was really special. Right. It's like me going to New Brunswick. It's the same thing. Like going home is like, you feel very connected, you know? Oh, for sure. Anyway. All of it. Speaking of insane, this episode is insane. (laughs) All right. Let's welcome everyone into (laughs) (laughs) let's welcome everybody to this week's episode of Squint Cast. I'm Kelly. I'm Brittany. (laughs) And this week we're gonna talk about season two, episode 18 of Bones called The Killer. In the concrete and not the cement, the concrete. (laughs) Yeah, get it right, girl. Don't get it twisted, right? Wow. Oh, my God. This is a great episode. I I can't wait. I am. I can't wait to talk to you about this because my experience watching this was me watching and taking notes at the same time. Normally, I watch it and then I watch it again and take notes. This was not that way. And I honestly do not remember seeing this episode. I don't remember anything about this episode. So I am really, (laughs) I really need to talk to you about this because I have feelings. Yeah. And opinions. I I always do. I always do. But I just mean like in particular having to do with the main character relationship. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm really it. looking forward to this. So like let's just get started and oh I'm going to let you you start us off. Okay. And see how this goes. Okay, go. Okay. Well, Booth and Brennan pull up to a place in Baltimore. So they're they're now in Baltimore. It's it's a federal flood abatement project. It's just like a ton of concrete and some dogs had been doing some extra some training exercise. And then a dog freaked out. So then obviously they dug the area because it was a cadaver dog. And turns out that there was a big old skeleton many, many feet down. So they dug it up. And all we see at this point is like, I don't know, like a six inch hole. And like, you can only see like a small portion of the skull. 
So Booth and Brennan are going and they're they're walking up to this crime scene and Booth is complaining about his tooth because he needs to see a dentist, but he doesn't like dentists. So and then Brennan is like sees this skull and is like, I can't see anything. There's nothing for me to assess. Send this to the lab and then we'll we'll talk about it. During this conversation, she's talking to a local cop and the local cop uses the word cement instead of concrete. And she's mm-hmm. correcting him, and it's a whole thing, and that comes up several times during this episode. So yeah, well, she's that's... expecting them to dig up this a slab with yes. his body in it and send it over to the Jeffersonian. They've barely exposed any remains for her to examine. So yeah, Booth complains and is like, "What do you mean? You want me to ship it back to the Jeffersonian? We drove all this way." Yes. They drove one hour and 15 minutes. That's how far it is from Washington, <laughs> D.C. to Baltimore. Like, that is not What's that long. What's he complaining long. about? It's not long at all. It's drive. Modern times. But it's only an hour By and 15 then. minutes. It's not the end of the world, Booth. Like, yeah. get over it. It's fine. Anyway. Yes, but <laughs> if you had a toothache, if you had a toothache, anything would be True. terminable. Truly. And if- and if you had to work with the love of your life, but she wasn't acknowledging the same feelings, okay. yeah, it might be hard. <laughs> okay, moving on. I'm going to, okay, the next scene back at the lab. We have a transition to the next scene and we close up on Cam and she goes, sex? And she's in, it's in reference to the sex of the victim that they found in the concrete. So the whole scene is very cheeky. Did you do any research on the director? No, I didn't. But I was okay, very curious because they, they did like the circling around people. Yeah. I'm curious. Yeah. It's very interesting. Regardless. So they have discovered the victim has remnants of sneakers and a tracksuit. Cam makes a comment that only fat people and retirees wear tracksuits. And then Hodgins, God. Hodgins pipes in and says Hodgins. also rap stars. Zach tells <laughs> us the victim is male and middle-aged. And that they were shot and stabbed in their lifetime, but have also been healed from those wounds, but then I've also found evidence of a puncture wound at the back of the skull. Then Cam asks where Angela is, because apparently they need Angela's help. I don't know. Well, also, is Cam not Angela's boss? Like, I don't know about you, but if I'm working for someone, like if I'm at my office... I can't just not show up for work. People want to know where I am. Well, there's that, but also proving once again that Angela can just take time off willy nilly without any kind of really. She's she can come in kind of as a freelancer. Well, regardless, they try again. Another transition happens from this. Like, does anyone know where Angela is to the next scene where we find Angela (laughs) and Brandon, Angela and Brandon are together. And where are they, Brittany? They are standing in the cemetery where her mother was buried one year ago today. And Brennan is pretending like she doesn't understand emotions again. And Angela is pretending that she understands them. And so they're standing there and Brennan is like, okay, I don't know why you're forcing me to like put flowers on this grave and to like memorialize. Yes. Tell me, Kelly. This is where I wrote. 
leave Brennan alone. Literally leave Brennan alone. Like she's forcing her to grieve in the process that in the way that she wants her to grieve, not the way that she needs to grieve. So (laughs) she literally, I watched this episode with Mark and Mark was just dying laughing at this point because like Angela's like, you know what? I'm going to, Brennan is like, (laughs) I don't have very many memories of my mom. I don't want to know what you want me to do. And she's like, I'll wait in the car. I'll be back. <laughs> and Mark was like, um, did she not just say that she has nothing to say? Like, there's nothing to like, she's not going to stand there and be like, Hey mom, how's it going? I have so many memories. Yeah. It, like, no, it's not anyway. So, but fortunately for the writers, um, Angela leaves and Oh, we have someone familiar. And that is <laughs> Max. Yes, conveniently. Conveniently. Yes, Max Keenan shows up. Apologies. I don't mean to step all over you, but I just find it very convenient. It's very convenient that Angela had to wait in the car. Yes. And then Max Keenan very casually saunters up to Brendan out of the shadows. Yeah. Like it's but like from behind a tree. But like, do they not feel like they're being watched? Where's Angela? She's like, like literally. How a far away. away is she from this? <laughs> she has long legs. I'm pretty sure she didn't walk that far though. Jesus. So, also, I have okay. Anyway, Max comes up, and we're gonna circle back because I have a a, a comment. But okay. Max comes up. He's like, "Yo, hey, Brennan, I Yo. love you. Yo, Yo, bro, I love you, Brennan." Why don't you let me chat? I have all these things I want to tell you about your mother that I never mentioned before. And so we okay. should chat. And Brennan is having none of this. She literally just starts very loudly dialing on her. Like the dial, all the buttons are like, rah, 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 rah. she's dialing on her phone. 911 right yeah, away. 911. So ends up on with this dispatcher and she's like, yes, Max Keaton's here. You need to come send your units he's a wanted man and they must have said on the other end of the phone like are you sure how do you know and then it's like so dramatic because he's my father so yeah circling back yeah on let's circle back circle back so on this gravestone it talks about christine brennan and it talks about how she's the beloved mother of Russ and Temperance. But that was an assumed personality. That's not her like, actual name. We call I Max actually, Keenan Max Keenan. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm just speechless. I don't understand like the reasoning behind that. Like, why is it like it would be cooler if they put her real name? Yes, I thought I think so too. I don't know. It's just weird. Also, no mention of Max on the tombstone. No. <laughs> like, who paid for this tombstone? Did I guess Brennan did? Or no, who I did it? Brennan? Somebody did it. No, we talked about this when it happened. No, this is something different. I apologize. It was uh, but- Brennan who paid for somebody else's tombstone. I apologize. But no, she probably um, she probably did though. But she was also forty five years old when she died. According okay. to this, she was forty five years old. I thought she was younger. 
Yeah, because Brennan was 15. Oh, yeah, but then she lived a while, like a few years. She would have been 30. What? 45? Yeah. What? She died when she was 45? When she was 45. It says 1942 to 1993. Well, then how the fuck old is Max? I know. He has a great plastic surgeon. I'm just going to say. Ryan O'Neill looks so good. Anyway, I just you're 45. I'm sorry. 45. Absolutely, that's crazy. I know. That's what I was thinking. Is this came out in 2000 and this episode would have been like 2006. I mean, like it's not unheard of, but that means she no. disappeared. Like what? Two years before from Brennan. So Brennan was 15. So 17. So she would have had her when she was what thirty? Yeah. Am I getting the math Ish. wrong? Yeah, no, that's right. She went twenty-eight to thirty, depending on how. And many then she years. would have had Russ a few years before that. Yeah, it may be okay. Maybe that timeline seems reasonable. All right, I just feel I like know. Brennan is the one that I'm thinking. How old's Brennan now? She's not even like thirty, right? Yeah, yeah, because we realized even though we think that she is thirty something. We figured out that her character is actually you know supposed what? to be super young. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna do this time. I have issues with the timelines and all these yeah. episodes, but I especially am something. very curious because I'm very concerned about this 1990s situation because they had the her. Okay, let's let's do this. Let's have some fun with this. Okay, what year did Zach say the the skull? of the uh, Jane Doe or the unnamed woman that was her mother. How long had it been at the Jeffersonian? Um, 1998 or something. Yeah, 1998, because it was since she started there. And we figured out that she, like that the body, her Jane Jane Doe's body came in the same year that, that she had started at the Jeffersonian. Right. So if Brennan is, let's say, 29 in 2005. Yes. That's what we figured with the whole going to school, math, how old she was, 15, blah, blah, blah. Because we know that her mother disappeared when she was 15, da, 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 da. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out, like, how unrealistic it is that that Brennan is so fucking young. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. So 1998, she would have been, we're saying 2006, she's 29. 1998 okay. so she'd be 21 so she was born she in 1976 brennan is born in 1976 so her mother so was 28 years old so brennan started at the jeffersonian when she was 22 yeah that's impossible Brittany. yeah no because she, she was bachelor wor- degree at 21 sleeping with michael Styers, wasn't uh, she when she was 23 yeah I think even younger because she was in school. If she was even younger sleeping with that guy, that even is more That's disgusting, even grosser, more creepy and more she could legally awful. drink, but she could have sex with her awful. professor. Awful. I just, I can't, I still to this day and I continue to be so disgusted by Michael Styers. I Ugh. hate him as a character so much that was that yeah that's the worst and the, when they bring him up too which they do bring him up every so often like in yes. that in the uh english i can't speak it apparently 
um, in the episode, a couple episodes ago, um, Booth was like, oh, you really know how to pick them to her about her boyfriends. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. God. This is when she was going to. So harsh. One before she ran away with Sully or uh, the day yeah. she was going to. Is he thought she was going to leave? Anyway, we'll come back to their chemistry. It's fine. Um, Okay. Should we move okay, on? Okay, so regardless, Russ <laughs> okay. interrupts the yes. sort of grieving moment. Brennan calls 911. Max sort of walks away and tells her he loves her while she's calling him in. I just thought it was interesting. Like, Brennan's pissed that her father's such a yeah. psycho. And I, I believe he is. Like, he basically kills people strings them up and burns them to death and that is something that not like a normal person does so i'm kind of on board with that mentality but i will say this episode did like it something for (laughs) me in terms of the whole max situation and then it happens oh we have our intro let me have our intro So what do we um, think so far? What's happening? Okay. We've got a Max Keenan episode. Max Keenan episode, which I love because I love this actor, love his character, even though he is a sociopath yes. for sure. Um, yes, but we love sociopaths though. In TV, love it, we love, love it. Them. <laughs> I think it is insane for him to have waited there by her mother's grave on that specific day. Because if it weren't for Angela, she never would have even gone. <laughs> like, he How doesn't know does his daughter know? at all. How did he, he know that know. she's going to be there? Unless Angela gave him a tip. But I don't think so this based on a... how she reacts later. No, exactly. I don't think she did. No. But it was like, is she in on this? Because she's like, I'm going to yeah. go wait in the car. And then he shows up. And I'm like, was he has just been waiting by the freaking tree for her to show up? Yeah, it seems like it. Or does he track her on some level? Oh, maybe he could. Maybe he is. He seems to track her. Maybe he can track her whereabouts. I don't know. But Mm. Booth is on board. Like Booth, it's the, Booth has the weirdest feelings about Max because on We don't talk about that right away though. Yeah, That's not something he talks about. Really? Kind of. He, he kind of hints at it like, oh, you didn't talk to your dad right away. Like you didn't talk to him at all before the cops came. I see. He's like, mean. if I hadn't seen him in a long time, I probably would have talked to him. And then he starts complaining about his tooth. But so then he gets sidetracked. But like we get kind of I, to me at this point, at least I'm getting the impression that he's kind of like, yeah, OK, he's a fugitive, but you didn't even try to talk to him. Kind of weird. But anyway. We get a little bit of information from Zach. Zach is a great character. I love him. He's so sweet. Anyway, so we get a little bit of information. It would appear based on this scene that we think that the killer used something like a screwdriver, nail gun, ice pick, something Mm -hmm. sharp and long to stab into the back of this guy's skull. 
Um, anyway, so then Booth runs with that right away, gives a call to the FBI and is like, hey, yes, what did I miss? He didn't miss anything. I just, okay, yeah, great. He, run, he calls the FBI, says run all these scenarios where people use ice picks and shit. And, um, but I was thinking in that scene when Booth and Brennan are having a little uh, debrief, there are these people standing at another table with another set of remains, these extras in the background, and they're talking to notice. each other. And I was like, I mean, is there another forensic anthropologist here? And they're like doing the same work. And that, do they have their own FBI agent that they work with? What? Like, wh- where is that story? Like, I always like, would it be so cool to like go follow those people for the day? I just think it would be really be cool. funny. Or <laughs> are they doing the job that Brennan is supposed to be doing, but she's constantly working for the FBI? Because remember, they have that whole know. room of like, all these skeletons that haven't been identified. So they're supposed right. to be like identifying these skeletons. I don't know. Maybe someone else is doing that now. I just want to know. I just want to know what they're working She's on. He's not doing That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there uh, can't be just one, one person no. who does all that. She can't no. identify every skeleton on earth. Yeah, true. Yeah. I don't know. That's a great point. I didn't even notice. I have to go back and look. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed I noticed the the background players. It's just fun. So mm. Max gives me the heebie jeebies every so often, especially in this next scene. Um when he just is in Brennan's apartment when she uh comes home. So that's nice. And he has a, a device that he's holding in his hand, which I'm pretty sure is just a plastic thing with a light on it. Um, but apparently it works, uh, which jams her cell phone frequency when, um, he's a hacker, he's a hacker. He's a hacker. Oh yeah. Such a hacker. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like trying to call the police right away and he's like, Oh, nice try. And it sounds like, like you're trying to call someone who's using a fax machine. So then he's all kind of pissed off because she doesn't want to talk to him and he doesn't understand why he think like, he thinks that it's because she's as she assumes that he's this killer and he's evil and he's not worthy of talking to but he's like you got to look at my rap sheet and then he walks off i know it's a quick scene where he basically just tells her to read his file like read his rap sheet and figure out what kind of like figure out who he is by reading that and he drops the mic and walks away that's all that's all that's it so the next scene is I think it's the next day we're in Booth's office. Booth's in casual clothes here. It's interesting. I don't know what day it is. Like, I can't figure out why he wears a suit one day and why he's not wearing a suit the next. So, yeah. Um, and why he is wearing a suit at certain points will come up. Exactly. We're going to talk about that. I am with you on that for oh sure. So, we <laughs> get the rundown of all of our characters, all our players in this particular case. We're introduced to the victim as William Raymond, and we're going to call him Cement Head for the rest of the show. And a possible suspect by the name of name of Hugh Kennedy, also known as Ice Pick. And they both worked for an organized crime ring led by a man named Gallagher. And that was very helpful. That was a good synopsis. <laughs> so Booth has this theory that Ice Pick 
was put in jail, then released on bail as punishment for not cooperating with the police so that his boss, Gallagher, would think that he actually did cooperate with the police. And I like the theory for, for getting in trouble. He'd get in trouble for snitching, potentially snitching on his boss, Gallagher. So yeah. then because he was afraid for his life, he jumped bail and he was apparently killed in a, a car accident that ended was an explosion. His car blew up. He was being pursued by a bounty hunter at the time. And all they found at the car accident scene was a severed leg. This scene, I'm just imagining this like okay. blown up car. Yes. And this leg with no damage whatsoever other than the just fact that it's anyway i don't believe it but <laughs> oh but yeah that's right we find out that boo's gonna go talk to the bounty hunter yeah and brennan is gonna check out the leg because they actually have it frozen as evidence so Which she can check wild. it out to make sure he wants her to make sure that it's actually that guy's leg because he thinks that maybe yeah. it was all this all a ruse this whole Which... car blowing up blah 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 why has this not been tested before <laughs> like i don't i don't anyway i love the storyline i love this episode love the storyline but there sure. are things that it just doesn't make sense but that's we're fine. gonna let that go but, that's fine but brennan fine. so he is like as a friend of mine likes to say don't don't jump to conclusions until all the evidence is in because brennan doesn't understand why he believes that i still be alive mm-hmm. he's like She's like, what are you talking about? All the evidence is in. We have a leg. We have a burned up body. Everything's fine. And she, and then when he says that, she assumes that the friend is her. Yeah. And she's like, well, like, no, I wouldn't have said that. And he's like, uh, I never said that the friend is you. And then she, he walks out <laughs> and she sticks her tongue out at him. <laughs> she's like, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. Wow. Go look it up. I have to look it up. You go on with the next scene. Okay. Well, um the next scene we end up with a frozen leg being pulled out of a cooler with cam and brennan looking on to investigate it so cam is going to take a little bit of tissue to look at um do some testing on the dna but brennan just wants to take a look at the femur so easy peasy lemon squeezy did she really stick her tongue out though she does it was more like yeah that's a that's a going "Mm." stick out oh i totally thought it was "Mm." Let me like bring it up here. Hold on. Stand by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> I think she's more like going, she's like, like, she's like, Meh. she's yeah. not like, Meh. she's going, no, like a boo boo, like, whatever. Fuck you. Okay, let me look at this guy's leg now. Yes, please look at the leg. Yeah. Well, it's above the knee definitely above the knee but not all and that it, part of the femur is there mm-hmm. so that's, okay, never that's mind. part of the i femur. take it back okay so for some reason this guy lost his leg above his okay, knee we gotta move on the next scene's way better let's go <laughs> okay do you want to tell do you want to tell me all about valeska and the fact that there's like i would love your gross okay, chemistry so okay sh- be quiet be quiet <laughs> you're ruining it 
Oh my God. So yeah, Brennan's looking at the frozen leg. And then meanwhile, Booth's at the diner eating soft food because his tooth hurts. I think he's eating oatmeal or pudding it's or like something. mush. <laughs> and then the bounty hunter shows up. The bounty hunter that apparently was chasing our friend Ice Pick before his car blew up. Yeah. And her name is Valeska Miller. Like, what a name. What a name. Can I just say that? Like, amazing. I love name. it. And I'm trying to, I was trying to think like, who the hell made up this friggin' name? Like, which writer was in the writer's room that day thinking her name would be this? And what is it based on? Is it an anagram of something else? You know what I mean? Like, I just, I'm really curious because it I is feel like a, it's a wild name. It is a girl's name of Slavic okay. origin. And it means okay. splendid leader. <laughs> I don't want to be or a total victorious leader. Here. I don't want to be a total racist here, but the woman is not Slavic and she's not any kind of Nordic origin from my no. understanding as she is an African-American woman. She's very, who is this woman? Can I ask you? I don't know, but I'm going to look it up as you tell us about this scene tell because I'm very curious because I am very curious about this woman. She was quite fascinating. She's sort of slight. She was a small woman, but she was kind of like a badass bounty hunter and she's like this badass like woman who walks in she's got braids and she's just tough as nails and then she starts flirting so but then hard. she starts talking like she looks like tough as nails like she's got the swagger and then she starts yeah. talking and i'm like okay shut up because you're just being creepy <laughs> why is she being creepy the flirting was way too much it was way I too thought it much. was great i thought it oh. was great Listen, anyway, I've been watching below. I was watching below deck Mediterranean and there's a woman on this show named Hannah. She's this chief steward. Okay. So she's in charge of like all the inside stuff that goes on with the bedding and the food and the ba da ba do right? Anyway, she's a horrible person and she's terror. She hates people and she shouldn't be in this job, but she's obviously very organized. But when she gets really drunk, she hits on guys really hard. And she's very like a desperate person who hits on men, like where she gets drunk and she's like, oh, I just love you. And she gets really close and she like kisses them on the lips and tries to get them to have sex with her. And they reject her time and time and time again. They all oh, no. down. <laughs> and it's like fucked up, like how many times she's been turned down. And it's like, wow. Wow. And isn't this supposed very... to be like a documentary kind of? It's in reality show. It's so dumb. Yeah. It's like eating, it's like eating Tic Tacs. It's it's brutal. Anyway, <laughs> this woman is like very pretty, but she has this personality that's like sandpaper. And I think that people are just like, oh, they're just not doing it. It's nothing <laughs> doing it for them, right? A so this Velasco like woman, sandpaper. Her Sorry, was, hilarious. she was like so into booth and he was he was into her too oh yeah oh my god he was throwing it back to her i was like get a room yeah like it was a lot <laughs> basically she tells him the same story i saw the guy blow up his leg blah 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 so then she's like is that everything you need he's like yeah and then she's like oh i thought you'd ask me more more questions and then she was saying oh you you're so different you're not like a real g man you should like have an exciting life and come with me i make so much more money and then he's like i'll buy you breakfast and like like they were 
getting along oh, yeah. very well. It was a and lot. And then uh, Booth's phone rings. He gets a call from Brennan, who's on speakerphone with Cam. And Brennan doesn't understand the concept of speakerphone because she's talking to Cam like she has to relay things to Booth. And Booth, Booth keeps telling her on the phone call. This is why I want to know who wrote this episode, because there's some really funny little things like this that really crack me up, like the concrete versus... Uh, cement and then this thing where she's like tell booth that i have this and he's like brennan i can hear you you're on speakerphone like he doesn't like it's so funny and then it turns out that brennan thinks that this leg it was actually surgically removed somehow because the there's a straight cut on the bone there's like kerf marks that indicate an actual like medical kind of tool was used to cut it off yeah which means that there this throws everything you know into the wind in terms of where this guy ice pick will be or kennedy i guess his name is but i call him yeah. ice pick throw let's call him ice pick i like it so during this conversation our bounty hunter valeska is overhearing them talk and she kind of slips out the door like she she walks away from booth like he's not looking and she walks yeah. out the door and Cam and Brennan are telling him the bounty hunter lied. You have to cat. You have to detain her. You should arrest her. You have to hold her there. He turns yeah. around. She's gone. She's driving away in her muscle car, waving at Booth like "See you later." And I was just like, "Wow, oh wow, yeah. Booth, wow." Well, he was totally blinded by her beauty and blinded sexual appeal. Blinded by her sexiness. Wow. <laughs> it was a wow. lot. Honestly, I was like, wow. <laughs> also, it was too much. During the phone call, Cam was saying, it looks like Kennedy, blah, blah, blah. Like she's like basically telling him that it's, I think, did they determine it was his leg by then? I can't remember, regardless. I think so, yeah. And then Brennan corrects her. She said, actually, Cam, we named, we've called this person Ice Pick. She's like <laughs> correcting her. It's it was Ice so Pick. Funny. It's actually ice um okay midway through our discussion i'm going to tell you about who the director is his name okay. is jeff woolno Woolnuff. okay it's wool n-o-u-g-h so I, I don't know how he pronounced that but anyway he has directed a ton of things but usually just like one-off episodes but he actually directed seven episodes of bones and this is the first oh. episode that he directed oh okay so he actually directed three episodes of Battlestar Galactica. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so there, he, like he's a pretty big uh, big director. He directed the miniseries for the Wrath of Grapes, the John Cherry story. Okay. He directed some episodes of V. Um, oh, he watched. Oh, he directed The Expanse. Oh, there I we am go. So close to David Boreanaz. Do you know how close I am to David Boreanaz when these things happen? My friend was a costume designer on that show. Yeah. He directed like 12 episodes of The Expanse. That's so wild. He he also did Riverdale. It's interesting. None of these shows, like these are all different genres of show. Yeah. I find that very interesting. Vikings. Did you ever watch Vikings? Tons of episodes. Oh yeah, that's so good. Yeah, he did like 10 episodes of Vikings. Couple of Ricky Blue or one of Ricky Blue. I'm curious where he's some from. Saving Hope. Oh, he did some heroes too. Ah. Yes. 
yeah so i want to know where he's from big fan jeff the outer limits i am i see i liked the direction in this it was interesting how he did he made it like a movie i thought that was really interesting it was light too like the episode was pretty light I don't know. I thought he did a good job. I'm looking forward to this. Is the only one in season two, yeah. he did, but he did two in season three. So we'll see. He is Canadian. He is Canadian. Oh, is he? I'm just going to tell you that right now. Yeah. That's why we yeah. like him. Yeah. That's why we like so, him. That's why we like him. Canadians through and through. Ugh. So I think that's it for that scene, but we got to get to the next yeah. scene where Booth and Cam are making or Booth, Brennan and Cam are mainly Cam is making fun of Booth. For letting this <laughs> bounty hunter get away. Um, yeah, basically. Oh my God. She's Cam. so funny. She was She's giving amazing. him a hard time for letting him like, oh, I see. I guess she was really cute, really attractive. Eh? You let her get, she got the slip on you. And then he's complaining about his tooth again. And she's yeah. like, she look, the way she tells him to go to the dentist was so funny. She was like, you idiot like just go to oh the yeah dentist. like are you t- two years old like what's wrong with you i think it helps that they have the, the background that they do i didn't like the fact that they were hooking up when they were doing it but then when they broke up like that history that they have i think makes yes. your character better it colors their interactions for sure yeah and just one thing i'll say and i'll let you run with it no no um Booth is standing there looking at a file with this all this science information in it. And he goes, oh, looks like we have a match here with the DNA. And then Brennan walks over and grabs the file and turns it over so it's the right way. And I just, this is another, that's another moment. What oh happened there was earlier in the show about the speakerphone? And then the, anyway, I just, that was a funny little detail. She fixes it though without mentioning it. Doesn't even say anything. Just fixes it, moves on, which is awesome. crazy. Yeah. So in the last scene, they didn't know who Ice Pick was. They were yeah. not certain. So you're, I, I was, I was wrong. It's in this scene that they confirm that Ice Pick is male, and I think that we're still waiting on DNA results. Or that the leg gonna, belonged to him. The yeah, belonged to him. They're pretty yeah, sure exactly. that it belongs to Ice Pick. So. Anyway, so it seems like their theory is pretty, that Booth's theory is pretty on point based on these facts that Ice Pick was murdered, or sorry, I, sorry, Cement Head was murdered by Ice Pick. Ice Pick cut his leg off to try to get away. This guy's psycho. He amputated, it would appear, he had his own leg amputated from a veterinarian that specializes in livestock amputation. So yes. be careful. While they're in the room with Cam talking about the livestock amputation and the leg and everything, um, and Cam's warning Booth about how horrible this criminal is, Booth whispers to Brennan, he's like, oh, I've got the, I've got the information you asked for. Let's go to your office and talk about the other thing. So, <laughs> Like they were going to leave Booth's anyway. Like, he couldn't have waited. I know. I know. And then Booth is walking with Brennan to her office. He starts talking to her about her father and he starts telling her to start forgiving. Like, she's like, you know, you shouldn't be so hard on your father, blah, blah, blah. I looked at his rap sheet and most of the guys he killed. And she's like, shut up, Booth. Wait till we get to our, my office. Anyway. <laughs> oh, it's, she's like, shut up. 
So anyway, she te- he tells her that he thinks that he's like one of those guys, psychos who kills bad people, basically. He doesn't kill any normal civilians who aren't bad. And she's like, yeah. oh, so you think I should like forgive him? Anyway, they have this discussion. Then Booth complains about his mouth again. And Brennan insists, like, just let me check out your mouth. Like, let me just touch I it. I love this like, so much. And then he's like, take it easy. He's like, be, be careful. Be gentle. And she hasn't even touched him yet. That's so no. funny. So she basically puts her hand in his mouth to look at his oh, yeah. mouth. And she's like, oh, yes, I was right. It's this tooth. You have you have to go take care of it. It's infected. And his mouth, he, like, barely has it open. He's like, ah. I know. He's being ah. such a little baby. And he's crippled <laughs> on the ground going, oh, my God. But you know what? We, I mean, everybody knows in the whole world, dental pain, like, is the oh, worst. Yeah. Like, it affects everything in your life. It gives you headaches. It can give you yeah. a bad stomach. It can give you all kinds of problems. Regardless, while this is happening, Booth gets a message that uh, Gallagher, the crime boss, is at the FBI office uh, waiting to be interviewed by Booth. And yes. they should go talk to him. I can't wait to meet this guy. I have many comments. Yep. Okay. But before we get to meet him, we go to the Angelator. And Zach and Angela are there and they're chatting with Cam. So they have, she has up on her screen, Cemented. And they figured out that they already knew that he he was killed with an ice pick. And because of where this ice pick hit his nerves, he they think that this guy was like wiggling around in there. And basically he didn't he only had access to certain parts of his body. And he was alive when the cement was being poured on him. The concrete, sorry, was being poured on him. Oh, that was awful. And mm-hmm. They're showing like, oh, here's like, he swallowed or like breathed. He breathed in this cement here and he did this here. So yeah, it took him many, many hours to to die. And he was killed in a very slow and painful way. (laughs) Yeah, they had a whole thing where if you wiggle the ice pick, it'll affect these nerves. And if you waggle it the other way, it'll affect another nerve. And they figured that he... died trying to swim to the surface of this it's absolutely nightmarish to even think like if you're even remotely like cognitive like yeah during that whole what a horrible terrible terrifying way to go for sure for sure oh my god so don't get involved in the mob or mafia crime doesn't um, pay people crime crime doesn't pay pay. we've talked (laughs) about this many times over Oh God. Well, we meet Gallagher and his what appears to be his lawyer, but also not his lawyer, his flight instructor. Anyway, Gallagher looks like if Honey Boo Boo were a man. <laughs> the, I couldn't unsee it the whole time. He's supposed to be this like menace, this like hardcore small town crime boss and i was like i can't take this guy seriously i was yeah he was very virginian they were making yes him have this very southern south of the dixie line drawl and he was incredibly like flippant about his yeah. business 
dealings and how all these, you know, like Ice Pick and Cement Head both worked for him, but they had different job titles. Like Ice yeah. Pick, what was his? I can't remember. I know Cement Head was a media consultant. When Booth, like, oh yeah, that just means he tortured journalists. And then Ice Pick had another job, like a liquor inspection. Yeah, person liquor who was brought consultant. on. Yeah. Yes. So they had like job titles, quote unquote, but really they were yeah. just Gallagher's heavies and they would just do his dirty work for him. Which, yeah, they basically deny that that he that they had anything to do with the fact that he may have died. And yes. he, they certainly are not aware that he that ice pick may be still alive. Yeah. So basically they well, end up leaving, it's... not really giving them much information if well, anything Booth question. and Brennan gave them more information than they got that's my question that's my question yeah are Gallagher and his flight instructor slash lawyer slash British British man with a sadistic tendencies yeah um <laughs> did they they left in a hurry they seem to have left like they just kind of got up and left after yeah. they had this like flippant weird conversation with Booth and Brennan about their business and stuff. Yeah. Um, do you think this is this where Gallagher thinks like, oh shit, maybe Ice Pick's still alive? I think that so. Was given away? I think that's why yeah. they rushed away. Because they're asking these questions and it's not like they're directly being like, Ice Pick's still alive. But they're asking very specific questions. And the implication here is they're asking about like oh where was this guy's body found oh yeah no he's oh the body was found in baltimore yeah he was on his way to canada yeah see that's where they i think they figured out that ice pick was still alive in that conversation because cement had like he remembers him leaving you know uh somewhere anyway he said he he saw him leave work and he was going to anyway all these things and he's like oh shit if cement has really dead and this is where they found him then they know that ice pick's still around because he of where he was found probably well it's interesting to me that anyway because we're gonna the next place to to look for him is in baltimore but it's interesting to me that they would anyway we're gonna get there i'm kind of spoiled that's not really a spoiler but we're gonna look in baltimore but it's interesting to me that he would even that they would even assume that he would still be there like this is a career criminal i wouldn't expect him to stay in one place i wouldn't either at all i wouldn't either regardless they left anyway and, uh, that's fine they left and i guess we'll see them later regardless the next yeah. scene yeah oh boy yes do you want to talk about Max? <laughs> yes. Brendan's at home and her father casually knocks on the door. Very casual. Yeah. And he has snickerdoodles, which are cookies. It's a very American thing. I write like so American, eh? I was like, <laughs> and it made me think of below deck Mediterranean because there's a chef there that made snickerdoodles. And I hate this <laughs> chef so much. Anyway. How many versions of Below Deck are you currently watching? There, I'm just watching the one, but Greg's watching okay. the sailing one. Right. Anyway, he it's a great reality show for men and women to watch together okay. because there's a lot of drama, but there's also a lot of boats. So, <laughs> and you get to see boats break down and you get to see accidents, like almost sinkings and all these things. So it's like very exciting for guys to, oh, boats, you know? <laughs> 
I think that's why. Like I love but it. Then they get they get wrapped up in the drama. Anyway, yeah. this this chef, I'm just gonna talk about this chef and everybody who Please knows who's listening right now and they've watched freaking below deck Mediterranean. The chef's name is Adam. And he literally, this guy triggered me so hard. He made me think of my brother, the one that I don't talk to. That's awful. Yeah. And I just, he would make this every time he was on screen, I would get this visceral reaction to him being on screen. Like the way he talked, his mannerism was just like, Oh my God. And he also was very much like you know, when Mel Gibson is all psycho and lethal weapon movies. Yeah. When he get, he gets, he gets all bug eyed and he's all crazy. Yeah. That's this guy. He looks like Mel Gibson and he gets bug eyed and crazy. And he's like, he's just like that character, like oh my God. his character. Anyway. You convinced me to watch this. Anyway, go, go on. Fucking. <laughs> he brings Snickers. Her father shows up at the door. And she slams the door in his face. And then he says, I have a message from your brother. So then she opens the door and goes, he says, hi. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Max. And I say, when he said that, I laughed so hard. And oh, she same. let him into the apartment. And I think, can I just say, Ryan O'Neill as Max Keenan is killing it. Like he's so... He's having so much fun in this role, I think. Like, it's so yeah. funny. So she asks him, like, "Are you, have you turned my brother into a criminal? And then he claims, like, her father goes, I haven't done any crimes for, like, 15 years. And then she's like, well, actually, you did kill, gut, and burn the director of the FBI recently. So he's like, oh, well, he was after you. So I'm allowed it's to different. protect my family. Yeah. Anyway, I was just like, he's a con man. So oh, yeah. he cons his way into her apartment. He starts conning her by bringing her cookies. He cons her by singing this old song he used to sing to her when she was a kid. And then he notices like on, she has a piece of paper with <laughs> the names of all the suspects in the murder case that she's working on. Yeah. And he notices the name. So he starts conning his way into her life by recognizing ice picks name hugh kennedy of course he knows who this guy is right and i was like i wonder if he's involved in the case because like, why would he show up now right like i always yeah. wonder these things and then he tells her no, he knows about the ice pick guy and then he tells her he has to go because he knows for a fact that she speed bought speed dialed booth yeah. while when he showed up and he knows that booth's on the phone right now and the swat team's going to come and get him so he just tells, it's interesting because he tells Booth through the phone. He says, hey, you know, this is what I know about this ice pick dude, that he really is into model planes. And, you know, I know a couple other things too. And then yeah. he starts walking away and she's like, well, what else do you know? And he says, just be careful. He's very sly. Yeah. And he leaves. It. Where is his device? To scramble calls. He didn't bring it. Well, I guess it would have been too late anyway. But anyway, that was a great, that was a great summary of that scene. Well, then Booth, uh, Brennan picks up the phone and she's like, did you get that? Like she, he was yeah. on the phone. He was right. Like, oh yeah. 100%. I, like how, I like how slick Max Keenan is. Like, I yeah. kind of like how cool and confident and like. 
he knows what's happening. Like he's like, yeah. oh yeah, I just saw you do that. Like he's very observant and he just comes and goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what happens no, next? His, yeah, his character is great. So we end up at a model airplane park, a very specific one that they figured out that they should go to. And Booth is calling Brennan and Zach. That's so unlikely. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this is, uh, uh, it's fine. It's a show. So Booth is on the phone with Zach and Brennan as he's driving around and he's, he's parked for a minute there and he's going, how the heck am I going to figure out who Ice Pick is? And they're giving him guidance, which is shocking to me because I would think that he would know at this point. Also, where's Brennan? Why is he by himself? I, he never goes by himself anywhere and it's only an hour and 15 minutes away. So there, what he's looking for, because this person would obviously have a prosthetic leg. So he's looking for someone who would stand out in a crowd, but he's like, okay, I can't shoot my gun. I'm going to end up back in therapy and I can't do this. I can't do that. And Zach is like, drive where they need to land their planes. That's going to piss them off. <laughs> That'll get everyone off their feet. They're going to come after you. And there'll be one dude who's just standing there because it's like way too much effort to get upset about this and walk toward you. Yeah. So he's, he does this and he's drives in. Oh yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. My bad. And everyone's like, what the hell this idiot? And they're like coming after him. The plan is working. Did and you sure hear enough, one guy? Did you hear one guy? Get off the phone, he said. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Oh, oh that was so funny. <laughs> this is my, every time I see him driving with his cell phone out, it bothers me so much. I know. <laughs> so I, I appreciate that guy. I didn't hear it. <laughs> but basically he, he, he identifies someone who probably is ice pick because there's just this creepy guy that's just standing there looking. Um, Okay, so looking at Booth, who is in a FBI vehicle, wearing a full suit, he looks like he's like men in black. Seriously, he like could he be any more inconspicuous? Oh Seriously, my God. So yeah, so anyway, so he's like, oh, okay, sorry, gotta go. I think I figured I I got him. I figured out who it is. And so he follow this guy. Follow this guy leaves. I'm assuming. And he brings his big old plane with him. And he, when he goes to his, he's staying at a motel or some sort of inn. And when he comes in, he says to the, to the clerk, he's like, is anyone asking for me? And the guy's like, no, whatever. Just like, fuck off, buddy. And so he walks up, he goes and he either walks up the stairs, elevator, whatever. He goes to his room. And like three seconds later, Booth shows up and is like, give his badge right in this guy's face. And is like, what room is he in? <laughs> so anyway, oh my God. Should I carry on? <laughs> or do you want to take over? I just, I, this is a, I just love how this is directed. I just thought it was really, I mean, we can talk about this at the end, but I just really noticed how the director would show us things, but not like hold our hands. Like that whole yeah. thing where the guy shows up at his apartment building, then Booth shows up like right after him and demands to know that guy's not like they, we didn't have to see Booth follow him. No. 
you know, be sneaky, come into the yeah. building. Like there was none of this, like, okay, I'm going to hold your hand now, Miss Audience member. It yeah. was very much like respecting the intelligence, I guess, of the viewer. Yeah. And I really appreciated that. Regardless, I love this whole scene. I love it so much when Booth goes up to Ice Picks, uh, his floor to find his room he's got his gun drawn and he's sneaking down the hallway and he gets to ice picks room and some guy says hey can i help you with something or whatever yeah and sure enough it's ice pick and he sucker punches booth and knocks him clean out onto the floor and takes his gun and drags him into his apartment which is wild because it's insane because it, the hallway is empty. Yes. How did he not see him? Like, where did he come from? So I think his room is directly, I went back and looked. So I think his room is directly across from a stairwell. Okay. So I think he was hiding in the stairwell. Uh huh. And so that's why we didn't see him because we would have in theory have seen him following behind Booth based on how quickly he grabs him. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he was hiding in the stairwell and then popped out. Yes. I think. Because I was like, what the hell? So I I rewind I, I rewound it to see if I missed something. Right. But it's so the But it's wild. It's, wild. it's wild that he got Yeah, he got and the fact that Booth got knocked out. Like what did he hit him yeah. with? Like he was literally knocked clean cold. And yeah. next scene we got Booth in his suit, wrapped in a braided rug tied up with duct tape on the guy's bed. And Booth is being hilarious. Like he's, first of all, he thanks the guy. He says, like, what did you hit me with? My toothache is gone. Like he's so happy. (laughs) His tooth doesn't hurt anymore. And he's just talking to the guy very casually while his ice pick is packing a bag. And it was just, really funny because booth's like you know what no one's gotten the drop on me for years like that hasn't happened to me for so long like how did you do that like (laughs) he wasn't he didn't seem nervous at all and and to be honest like based on the scene yeah this guy is just he's totally chill doesn't seem to be threatening booth at all booth doesn't seem nervous or scared or anything not at all and i spit yeah for sure (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Ice pick is just like, yeah, I'm pretty good. That's why I did this for so long. And I just want to yeah. say that at this moment in time, when I was watching this show, I uh my dog started snoring. <laughs> and it was really cute. Anyway, just <laughs> yeah, this guy's totally chill. He's like, hey man, like I know they're gonna get upset <laughs> with you if you lose your weapon. So like here's yeah. your gun back, but I'm gonna take the bullets. So yes. like stuffs this thing it stuffs like a cloth inside his mouth and is like okay yeah, like this is after they'll find after you asked why did haven't you killed me yet right yes sorry i kind of skipped ahead but he he basically yeah. he just says and he doesn't look like he's he doesn't look like he's gonna kill him he doesn't he just seems kind of like annoyed that he has to leave um but he's saying like i'm retired i did that for a living i kill people for a living i don't i did it for a job and you're an innocent person. I'm not hired to kill you. I'm not going to do anything. Here's your gun back without the bullets. And uh, 
Yeah, someone will eventually find you. And he's just laying on on a bed. His head is off the bed. Like, he has to be working his abs. I feel so bad for him. And then he ends up just rolling himself. By the end of the scene, he, like, rolls himself onto the floor, I think, accidentally. (laughs) It's pure comedy. Oh, my God. It it was pretty funny. (laughs) Um, Okay. Okay. Brennan, at this point... We cut to her sitting in the Royal Diner and she yes. is just drinking her coffee and Max comes in and I'm like, whoa, this is a public place. Yes. What, Kelly? Thank tell you, me more. It is a public place. <laughs> My question is, for a man on the run, he's very willy-nilly about yeah. his public appearances. Yeah. I would say I so. find it a little distressing how casually he sort of shows up at places. Yeah. He doesn't seem to care. He like thinks nope. he's he's like overconfident. Like he he just thinks Very. that he'll never get caught and it's fine. But Max, Very. I guess I am assuming Brennan called him to come meet her at the Royal Diner. So he comes to meet her. You think he's so? Like, I think so because he's like, okay, let's talk about your mother. We're going to talk about your mother. And she's like, uh, no, Booth is missing. He's been gone for 18 hours. Like, long story short, I'm going to need your help. There's some conversation between there, but eh, yes. <laughs> I worry about Booth peeing his pants at this point. Like, I worry about, like, what's happening with this wrapped in a carpet situation. True. Oh, he probably did pee his pants. At no point is he able to oh he definitely let's hope let's hope that he did not defecate in his pants oh my god (laughs) this is why i don't understand why you think that max that she called her father to the diner because they have a whole conversation where he's trying to decipher if she's asking him for help to find booth because she doesn't yeah. she's helpless and doesn't know what to do because he's been gone for 18 hours nobody knows where he is blah 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 and yeah so he's just trying to figure out like are you asking for my help and basically yeah he ends up yeah you know saying yes i'll help you and she's like are you really gonna help me find the man that wants to arrest you and he's like he'll do anything he'll do anything because it's important to her yeah it's important to her so it's important to him i i stand by that that i think she called him because i think she called him with the thought that she wants help but she's like not sure about it like yeah like me yeah maybe i do need the help or uh because at this point she's distraught like she booth is missing and this is like priority number one she's so scared that something's happened to him um i don't know also, I, I, to me i think that she called her dad in to help also, have Brennan and her father been in contact? Is this the first time that they've like what's the story here? Because she seems very that's true okay with all of this and very unfazed. I think she was not a, I think that's why they had the multiple interactions before this. Because we wouldn't believe that she would be unfazed at this point. So I think he showed up earlier in the episode for us to be like, okay, she's not happy with him like calls the police okay she's seen his his uh rap sheet now okay okay maybe that's fine maybe it's less bad 
like kind of warming us up to the idea that, yeah, okay, maybe she could help ask for his help. But if, if she had just called him out of the blue, then it would have been like, "Mm, no, Mm. (laughs) I don't think so. Okay. So he's signed on, he signed on to help. Then what happens? What's the next scene? Then we have a big problem because, um, yeah, Booth is still on the floor, unfortunately in his own pee and poo probably. And, uh, (laughs) so Gallagher comes with his British sidekick (sighs) and, Booth is kind of like, okay. And I'm going, oh, this is not good. So basically, the uh, long story short, Gallagher pistol whips Booth um, because he won't answer whether he saw Kennedy or not. If Kennedy did this to him. Yeah. Because they're trying to look for Kennedy. At this point, like we were talking about, they know that Kennedy's alive. So yeah, they're so trying they're trying to, to find out from to find Booth. Him. Yeah, exactly. And I'm very concerned about Booth's concussion count at this point. <laughs> I said the same thing. I was like, his brain <laughs> must be rattled. Because <laughs> he's been hit in the head so many times. Like, within this within this episode itself, to begin with. Yeah. But also, yeah. like, he must have a history of concussions as well, generally. Yeah. Yeah. Also, is there no FBI? Sorry, I'm going, I'm coming back to this. Is there no FBI policy for people to go with backup to these things? Why was he alone? Anyway. And anyway. wearing a suit at an airplane show, regardless. We're, suit. Anyway. Exactly. So we're, we're back, back at the, the lab. lab. Back at the lab. And yeah. Hodgins and Angela and Zach are all talking with Cam. Cam has called this meeting and she's like, okay, I know we look through all the evidence. But one of our own is missing and we have to use our brains and piece together the evidence and analyze it and figure out where Booth is. And they're all like, no, we suck at interpreting the evidence. This happens like every episode, people keep up. So they start to say, okay, Hodgins, what did you find? And and he starts listing out all the stuff that he found on McKenna's tracksuit. So that's uh, con- concrete head. Uh, what no, we call cement him? head. Cement head. Thank you. Yeah. So they found flakes of tobacco, fibers from Crown Victoria, and various they found a other bunch things. of shit. They found yes. a bunch of shit all over him. Yeah, exactly. All this stuff. They go around. They go around. They go around, and then they think about it for a second. And Angela goes, "I got it. I know where he is." So not really, but she figures out that this guy, Ice Pick, would have been a taxi driver. Did I jump well, too far ahead? She figures Cement Head was killed in a taxi cab. Yes. Therefore, Ice Pick is a one-legged cab driver from Baltimore. So Cam yes. gets on the horn to the FBI to tell them this once they have yeah. all this scene where they're deducing and doing all these like theorizing and figuring out where all this evidence comes from. Yeah. I thought, and I don't know about things that are socially appropriate Hmm. but zach makes a point because they're talking about all these things blah 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 that there's women's hosiery and he's like i got it i got it i figured it out kennedy so cement head was a transvestite (laughs) and they're all like "Mm, no keep going keep trying let's try to figure it out (laughs) 
They all but looked I was at like, him like he was crazy. And you know what? I initially thought, I didn't even think about the cab. I didn't think yeah. about the cab driver at all. I was thinking he was he was from a strip joint. I thought he was at a strip joint. Yeah, that's they were like, oh, maybe a no movie theater. I was like, this uh, no, it's I think maybe a strip club. <laughs> I thought it was a strip club. Yeah. Oh yeah. But the only thing that made me think otherwise, as we were going yeah. through this, is and we didn't talk about it, we didn't mention it, but back when Booth was talking to Ice Pick, he said, like, oh, how did you find him? Whatever. And he said, how did he get the jump on you? Or how did you get the jump on him? And the way that they came across each other was because Cement Head had actually gotten into his cab. Yes. And they were surprised so, to see each other. Yes. And then I guess Ice Pick came out on top of that one. So. Yes. So anyway, we have a very, this is a crazy situation. This is a one-legged cabbie. Yes. Killing some like mob, mob guy from a small town. Yeah. And now the head of the gang is after the one-legged guy and he and looks he's like kidnapped booth and he's kept kidnapped booth and now max keenan is involved trying to help brennan this whole situation is like wild it would make wild. a great book wild 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 so oh my god do you want to talk to me do you want to talk to about this model so now we park? have uh <laughs> Max Keenan working with Brennan. So Brennan is working with her father to try to find Booth the way that Max Keenan would try to find him in his very wily ways. Yes. So right now we're retracing Booth steps. We've gone back to the mini airfield. And when I talk model airplanes, I'm talking like these little planes that people build. They're like little miniature airplanes that actually fly. This is before the time of drones. So they're actually quite nice little machines that are being used here anyway they're back at the mini airfield they're talking to some plane nerd asking him about ice pick and what his name is and where where he lives and the guy's not giving anything up then max threatens to destroy his model plane by putting his foot on it and he's going to crush <laughs> it with his foot because i'm talking these planes are like you know what are you talking like a couple two three feet long couple feet wide type of thing yeah the guy starts freaking out and eventually tells brennan and her dad um what the address is and the guy's name or his assumed name ice picks assumed name so they can find him and then they start walking away and the plane nerd tells brennan that her dad is a psycho then brennan and her father show up at ice picks house which is where booth was abducted from by Gallagher where ice pick brought him wrapped in the carpet and they're uh they're demanding the, that the doorman <laughs> tell him his room number and he won't do it but then max starts roughing him up and brennan at every turn is every turn every time her father does something like this where he tries to destroy the plane he roughs up the doorman she's like stop it stop it don't do that oh yeah it's no, so no. funny it's so funny. Anyway, it is regardless, funny. he coughs up the room number. This doorman's terrible. I wouldn't trust and I wouldn't live there if no. I were anyone. I wouldn't feel safe at He's all. He's so slimy. Yes. And then he's like, I'll do it for they 40 up, bucks. Yeah. So he gets <laughs> then Brennan's got the money and, and Max is roughing him up. And she's like, I have the money. Relax, you know. <laughs> anyway, they go upstairs to Ice Pick's apartment and ta-da! The bounty hunter. What's her fucking name again? Valeska. Valeska. Yeah. She's in the apartment and she, they have this brawl. They fight. They try to like 
thwart her and they're fighting her and she's got a taser and they're doing all this shit and Brennan and her father are working together to uh, get the bounty hunter. And then eventually the bounty hunter starts running out of the door and Max tells Brennan to help him pull the, literally pull the carpet out from under the bounty hunter. And she, they do it and she trips and falls. She goes and flying. She goes <laughs> flying. She gets stunned. Max runs over to her and he's like, I really like you, but if you move one more time or you try to make a move, I'm going to do something bad to you. So he zip ties her arms shut. Then Brendan comes over to her and uh, just let me look here and seeing here. Apologies. So they're in the hallway with the bounty hunter who's stunned. And then Brendan's walking over to where Max and the bounty hunter are on the floor and she notices a tooth on the floor. She picks up a tooth and she thinks this must be Booth's tooth. First of all, this tooth looks perfectly healthy. It doesn't look. It looks perfectly at all. (laughs) Then Brennan freaks out because she's got Booth's tooth and she's pissed off because she wants to know where he is. And she actually starts beating the shit out of the bounty hunter, like punching her full on in the face. And Max is like, Brennan, slow your roll. Like he's telling her to stop punching the woman because she's so mad and upset that that Booth's been kidnapped. Max, okay, agree with everything you said. Great synopsis. But Max says, oh, she reminds me of your mother at one point. And I'm like, <laughs> does is this woman like just giving off pheromones? Like what is going on? All these guys I have are other like, questions Ooh. about this woman. I do. I have other questions about this woman coming up. So <laughs> Okay. We will move on then and then we'll talk about that in a bit. Yes. But Oh boy, this is not good for okay. Booth. They're they're now yeah. in some place, which we later find out the location of, but I won't talk about it now. So we're in some place, and they're basically these two guys are beating the shit out of Booth because they're trying to get some information from him, and he won't give the information up. So they're like, "Oh, we're gonna torture him this way, torture him that way," and by the end of this, Booth headbutts Gallagher. And then Leitner ends up just kicking the shit out of him while he's laying on the ground. It's not good. <laughs> it is not good. This is, I think, no. like they, they're threatening. They they take his wallet out and they show him a picture of his son. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yes. I have a question about Tell this me more. picture he's carrying around. Yes. Of his son. Would you like a soccer photo? It's also huge. Anyway, second, (laughs) would an FBI agent who's working a case actually walk around with personal stuff like that? Hopefully not. But he's also he also decided to wear a suit. There's got to be a rule. There has to be a rule. There's a couple rules he broke here. I'm pretty sure he should have someone with him as well. Well, yeah, he's got to have a partner, A, B, and he shouldn't be carrying around personal shit, like pictures of his fucking yeah. son. I thought that they were going to threaten to, like, go kill the son or do something I to know. the son. But instead, they're like, okay, now look at it, and then tell me which eyeball you want me to poke out. I was like, he'll still be able to see the picture <laughs> with the other eye. It's fine. <laughs> so, oh. anyway... It doesn't look good for him. They definitely need to go find him and they need to find him ASAP because he's getting tortured 
and they're hinting that they're going to kill him. So, because they've already mm. seen his, their faces or whatever. My so joke was when I wrote in yeah, the notes what? that he was carrying around Parker's picture. You've heard of Monty Python, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm just asking. Okay. It's a fair question, but yes. Anyway, I think it's in maybe Life of Brian or maybe something else. There, there's a skit that they do where they say the line, no one expects a Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, anyway, yeah. it's a joke. Anyway, I was just thinking, well, I guess he can be, Booth can be pardoned for carrying around this picture because no one expects to be abducted. Like, it's not like they're going to True. expect. He was just going to look at model airplanes. He didn't expect yeah. to be beat up and re- wrapped in a fucking carpet and poop in his pants and get kidnapped, you know? But mostly poop in his pants. He didn't expect that to happen. It's a bad day. No one talks about it, but I'm telling you, people are pooping their pants. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. So this is definitely Booth's tooth, which Brennan is like, oh, I knew it. I, I know that tooth. Anyway, <laughs> but so Brennan like grabs her bag and is like ready to go because she needs to go find booth and people are like yo like you're not alone in this we want to find him too um and zach is like this is another one of those times where i don't understand what's happening i'm like okay you're not that bad socially like pretty bad but okay carry on Mm -hmm. and then angela is like following brennan and won't leave her alone and i thought she was really annoying in this in this scene or this episode generally Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, I need to go. I need to go. And then she reveals to Angela because she won't let her go or like leave her alone that her father is helping her. And Angela's like, Oh, told you crazy. Oh, you mean that man that was there at the, at the cemetery? Anyway. When I went to wait in the car. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So tell me more so about next- Valeska. <laughs> well next we have brennan she shows back up at ice picks apartment walks in and max is suffocating valeska with a pillow on the bed oh and she's God. like stop it stop <laughs> anyway it was really really funny the scene was so funny to me the way max was joking around and being very casual about trying to suffocate this woman so that she would tell oh, her, yeah. tell them what's going on like sorry anyway. honey just look away yeah, she's like, listen, if this is too hard for you to watch, then just leave. You know, I can get this yeah. information from her without you being here. Regardless, Valeska comes very comes clean and admits to the fact that she helped Ice Pick set up his fake death because he threatened to kill her if she didn't, basically. So then we get this information from her. And then Brennan asks her father, so now what do we do with her? Like she's tied to the bed. So he grabs the pillow and it looks like he's going to suffocate her. And she, Brendan almost has a conniption fit, but then he puts the pillow behind her head and he says, the room's paid for, for the week. So they just leave her strapped to a bed. Like she's definitely going to pee her pants and it's going to be a problem. Anyway, I worry about these people, these kidnapped individuals. Yes. She she thinks that she's gonna get killed. She's like, oh god, no! I know coming, she's the so coming to her. Funny oh, the way oh she's like, god. Oh, no. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! Well, okay. So where are we at? So 
they know now that in Kennedy doesn't have Booth. Oh, sorry. They, yes. They, the, yeah. Max is like, there's no way. He definitely doesn't have Booth. But who has Oh, no, he says, yeah, Ice Pick doesn't have him. Ice Pick didn't yeah. take him. That's yes. right. Kennedy, yeah, Ice Pick doesn't have him. But shit, that only leaves one person. So it has to be Gallagher. But yeah. where is Gallagher? Because we've been following this one lead and that's, and he's not there. So Max is like, you know what? I'll take a nap in the car. You go back to the lab. You figure shit out and I'll just be waiting in the car. It's fine. <laughs> Her father takes a nap in the car while Brennan goes into the Jeffersonian to meet up with Cam, Angela, Hodgins, and Zach. So Am I to believe that Brennan ran into the Jeffersonian, went to her office, put on her lab coat, went to the lab? Like if it was me and this it was, was a long this, nap. Kind of, if it was me <laughs> and I was looking for a booth, my hair would be like this. I'd be like, oh, yeah, we have to go here. What do we know? What are we gonna do? Like she I would be I'd be wearing two day old clothes. I would be oh, freaking yeah. out. Like She's what she has time to go put her lab coat on and like, okay, so where are we at? Like, she's just like, I'm like, come on guys. She's very yeah. not frazzled at all. Anyway, Angela tells, uh, basically she tells on Brennan to the group that her father's helping her. Yeah. And then, cause Cam's like, you have to tell me what's going on. And Brennan's not willing to give up like how she knows certain information. Yeah. And then Angela says, well, she, her father's helping her. So Cam's like, okay i can work with this like cam's i love cam in this episode she's definitely my uh king of the lab this week oh yeah she her character since she started at the jeffersonian is way better she's definitely way way better so where are we we got to look at we determined that we got to look at his shoes at at cement head's shoes and try to figure out where Gallagher might be. This is so well. The, my this we're forgetting the best scene, right? Okay. Because when Brent, when Angela spills that Brennan's working with her father to find Booth, um, they all kind of stand around, like kind of silent, not fit, not knowing what to do next, because they're like at a standstill, like what do we do? And they all look at Hodgins, and then Angelo <laughs> kind of walks over and says, "Why is it whenever there's like a panic, we all look at Hodgins?" And then Hodgins goes, "Oh, it's okay. I'm used to it." Like it was just really <laughs> funny. It was, yeah. There's all these little things. Well, they this is a this is a director thing though. I find that really cool because it's very much like. Well, yeah, we do ask Hodgins because, I mean, he got them out of that fucking car when they were buried alive based on the yeah. dirt that he found. So he, they say they need to look at whatever's on the bottom of the shoes because they, the, the clue was that Gallagher said he saw cement head leaving work, quote unquote, leaving work yeah. and he was off to Canada. So leaving work means that he was torturing someone in a place. Yes. So they figure he was coming from a place where people get kidnapped and tortured all the time. Yeah. Which is a leap. I'm just going to say, I feel oh, it's a huge leap. leap. Huge leap. Especially so. because we don't know exactly when he died. This could have been like days, months, weeks later. Anyway. Yes. It's, a, it's fiction. We're running with it. 
let's see what his shoes have. And then they're going back and forth and saying various things. And it then they realize that the propellers have to have a special treatment on them. And it turns out that what's on his shoes has that treatment. So now they're like, oh my God, we got to go tell the rest of the group. Well, they they figure that Gallagher flies everywhere and that it yes. has to do with airplanes. And then they figure there's a special coating on the propellers. And then they have yes. to look at all the all of these buildings that Gallagher apparently owns, all these properties. They apparently yep. have access to all this information that Gallagher owns all these properties. So they figure they have to like break down like which properties would have airplanes and this kind of machinery and this kind yeah. of stuff. Anyway, uh, this is such... I- <laughs> sorry it's... go on <laughs> no no go please it's such no what? i just this is such bs because they like the next scene they're in i think brennan's office and they're all sitting around and she's handing out paper copies of his tax return and yeah. she's like okay look for a purchase of a machine that can be used for anodization like yes. based on how thick these tax returns are these are at the most summary <laughs> returns <laughs> Yeah, like, there is no information like that on these. No returns. details There's of assets. No way. No <laughs> details. Also, are they looking in the states? You have to file a, a federal return, and you also have to file a state return. So, are oh, they looking look at, at both you. sets of returns? This is like this is not a real situation, but based on this fictitious situation, they figure yes. out that he's being held at Purdue Airfield in Oakville, Virginia. That's where yes. they must have Agent Booth, which, by the way, is a three and a half hour drive away. <laughs> so she calls the FBI and is like, yo, Booth just called me. He said he's here. Bring back up. We're headed there now. So you think that it's going to be like she's there in five. She's going to drive really fast. No, her and her dad are driving for three and a half hours. Hopefully they pack snacks. Hopefully she's driving went to before they left. They're driving to yeah. Bancroft. Like <laughs> hopefully they're all gassed up because they gotta stop for gas on the way otherwise. Yes. Oh god. Anyway, so he does this, and then Angela's she does this, and Angela's like, okay, you just lied to the FBI. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. And then she grabs her jacket and runs off. And Hodgins is a fucking creep. What is wrong with him? He's like, that is so hot. I was like, Okay, Kelly, I'm with you. What is wrong Brittany, with me? I have won. I win. I yeah, win. you win. That that I that just fucking was the icing win. On the cake. You were the winner. When you said that the last episode that you were coming around to my way of thinking after like him oh. and Angela were screwing in the basement and everything, and how he was going about asking her to move in with him and all this stuff, and then he said this. Oh, this was just I was like. Just like come on Mm. and angela's right there not only that but earlier in the same sort of sequence yeah uh she wasn't understanding what they were looking for in the tax return so like what kind of machinery are we looking for like photocopiers or something and he says to her oh isn't that you're so cute he calls her cute completely diminishes her yes and like i'm telling you I think I is he butthurt in my still, notes. Is he like hurt still because she won't move in? No. I don't no. Know. No, he's, he's a just creep. being a condescending prick. 
I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But I do like the way that they direct this next like group of scenes. Yes. It's fantastic. Do you want to talk about it? You love the montage, do you? Love the montage. Lots of cutting back and forth between like Brennan driving to go save her knight in shining armor and Booth getting absolutely destroyed by Gallagher (laughs) and his British sidekick. Okay. They're driving. Oh my God. We see the people at the lab, like worrying, walking around the lab, one worrying. person at a time. It's like a, and then a it's like a Booth portrait getting the shit kicked out of them. And they're playing this sad song in the background that happens to be this song yes. that Max Keenan was talking about earlier in the show. And it's like, la, la. And he, like Booth's getting his face bashed in it's so funny it's so but the funny. song does say in it the song is somewhat symbolic i guess because the whole Whatever. thing is like it's what I'm they could afford to buy to okay yeah fair and i'm trying to get home to you i'm trying to get home to you yes, like, yes yes okay okay we get it so uh yeah fortunately <laughs> I don't have to say. And then unfortunately he died. So they walk in just as the British sidekick has a scorching hot screwdriver being put into his leg. Booth gets it like in his leg. Anyway, Brennan and Max walk in without guns. They have no weapons whatsoever. They just think that as an old guy and a forensic anthropologist, they can take on these criminals and fortunately, Booth has the common sense to knock this guy over, this British guy over when he um, when he gets like sidetracked with them coming in. So then he somehow ends up with this hot thing in his chest. That's no good. He should stay where he is. And uh, Honey Boo Boo is running the other way. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, Max is going to chase him. That's good luck with him. He's like 70 years old. So he chases him. And sure enough, thank God, the FBI did take her tip seriously. Like, the whole FBI is there. It looks like all these lights are on, whatever. And so, sure enough, Gallagher's been caught. Max Keenan, following right behind him, slows down when he sees the FBI, does a quick 180, walks back to Brennan and is like, hey, where are the keys to the car? Like, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of your stat. Booth is dying on the floor and it's like, you're under arrest, Max. Anyway, Max ends up leaving with Brennan's car because she had to drive herself because Booth wasn't there to drive her. And Max ends up being, she had the keys in the ignition. So Max ends up just taking the car. She's like, yeah, the keys are in the car, which is a huge, huge change from the beginning of this episode she is so so grateful to her father for helping her save booth he ends up back at her max ends up back at her apartment is writing her a note because apparently he can't knock or leave notes on the front so he, he leaves this glass dolphin and a note to her saying that next time he wants to tell her some things that the mom wanted to tell her and then we're at the Royal Diner for our last scene. Anyway, Which I was thinking how dangerous this dolphin collection was becoming. Like, you know, <laughs> you don't want Brennan to be the woman that has like an apartment full of little dolphins everywhere. And people start buying her dolphin pillows and dolphin magnets and dolphin towels. Like, you know, you don't want to be that person. <laughs> He's it's a dolphin like, person. 
It's what happens to women, though. The minute you say you like frogs, all people do is buy you shit with fucking frogs on it. And you have That's to keep true. it. It's like, hey, thanks so much. Thanks. Like, you know, those people who like cows or they like pigs or like chickens yes. or something like that. And they have their house filled with this fucking shit. Like, I no, thank you. No, I just want to the next scene. We have Booth and Brennan. This is our last scene or our, our, our denouement after all the action. Booth and Brennan are at the Royal Diner. And this is where I ask. What is the timeline on this? <laughs> Shouldn't Booth be in the fucking hospital the way that he suffered like a burn yeah. and he's probably got broken ribs and he's got all kinds of shit going on and a concussion. And just general, like he needs time off and maybe he needs to go see his therapist. Yeah, it'd be a good time to see Gordon Gordon, wouldn't yeah. it? Anyway, she shows, uh, Brennan shows Booth the note that Max left her and the dolphin. And she tells Booth that he, Max left the car, Brennan's car, that he took from the scene in her garage. So he didn't steal her car. And then Booth actually uses a reassuring tone to tell Booth that Max will be back. And yeah. she's like, what should I do? What should I do when he shows up again? Should I like restrain him? Should I knock him over the head? Should I like handcuff him? Like call you? Like, what do I do? Yeah. Then Booth's like, you know, slow down. Like, if it was up to me, I'd want to sit down and talk to him about what he knows about my mother. But, you yeah. know, that's just me. And then the absolute, possibly most cringiest thing happens. No, this is not cringe. Yeah. No. Okay, there's a couple of ways to look at this. I love okay. it. I eat it She up. starts talking about this song by Poco called Keep On Trying. It's called Keep On Trying, right? Keep On Trying, yeah. Yeah. She starts talking about this song that he used to sing to her, and she starts singing it, and then he, then Booth joins in because he's familiar with this song. And they start singing it together. He starts it. No. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. 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 For sure. No. He starts it because she's like, she's like, oh, yeah, there's this song. Keep on trying. He's like, yeah, it's Poco. She's like, oh, you know that song? And then he starts singing it. I'm, I'm fast forwarding. I'm fast forwarding. We're at the diner. And then she joins in and she and he's surprised that she knows the song. And All right, like, fine. Wait. I'll just trust you. Fine. But I thought no, for it's, sure it's okay. that she started it. Okay. So and anyway, he like, starts the song. <laughs> she starts singing. Babidi boo. Sing, sing, sing. It just makes me uncomfortable. Okay. It was so sweet. But I'll tell you right now. In this scene. This. This. Is where they're in love with each other. Like they oh, are. Yeah. So they are so close. Yeah. Like the fact that they're having coffee together when he's beat up his shit after that traumatic, almost traumatic kidnapping, she's reconnecting with her father in this weird way. It's just like, it's crazy. It's crazy how they're singing a song directly into each other's eyes. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't even think Greg and I do that. Oh yeah, Mark and I don't do that. 
like sometimes when we're dancing, we sing together, like if we're singing to a song and we're singing and laughing, like when I'm dancing with Greg, I have to tell you, like dancing with Greg is like, there's something like my, my face hurts from smiling. Like I smile so hard. Like we're just smiling and dancing and having such a great time. Like so awesome. It's really, really fun. Like dancing with Greg is a lot of fun and he loves dancing, you know? So I can see like, I don't know if I've ever looked at him and sung a song in his face. Maybe while dancing, but not this way. Not like at a diner. While we're dancing, we're just, we're going around like this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you're just kind of singing. But I'm surprised that this, okay, Kelly's doing a great job dancing by herself right now. (laughs) I'm doing the polka over here. (laughs) I love it. We go... Slovenia. <laughs> la, 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 la. You're not going to start singing GVO. No, we don't dance to that. You hold <laughs> no. your glass up. GVO. Or with the other ones, Planitza. Yeah. Like, I oh know my God. <laughs> it's so funny. You got to put some uh, polka music to this episode. So, <laughs> yes. We'll mix it yeah. in with the keep on trying song. <laughs> Some remix. Um, okay. So am I to conclude that you have come to my side in that Booth and Brennan are in love and I've come to your side in that Hodgins is a creep. We're just agreeing on a lot of things right now, Kelly. I just feel like this episode was really interesting because of the way they were interacting in a very intimate way from little tiny things from the very beginning of the episode, like the way they, just the little things, just even her switching the file folder over, like, like, here you go. Like just without saying anything, they already have this kind of symbiosis. Yeah. They're in sync. Yeah. I love it. And What's he's wild. like, yeah. No, yeah. He's like, what? Okay. So was the last episode, the church one, the priest one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, They were fighting like, oh yeah. Cats and dogs, right? In that episode. So, but I remember the scene that sticks out to me is in the last episode when she notices the chalice and she considers it a murder, what she thinks it could be the murder weapon. He argues with her at first and he's kind of in uh, altar boy mode when he's in the church, but then he switches off and he takes the chalice because he's, he respects her. Like he has this, even though he's arguing with her, even though they're having these problems, he still kind of defers to her expertise. He still defer. He said to her several times, a couple times in that episode, he complimented her. She's very good at her job. She knows what she's doing, like those kinds of things. So I just, and now they're in this place, this episode where they have this like flow. Do you know what I mean? They're kind of back into their, back into their rhythm. it's more elevated though, because yeah. it's different. It's like a, almost like an unspoken co- unconscious thing that's happening. Yeah. I think so they're not saying they love each other at this point, but there no. is definitely there's love between them. They're, they're at the same, almost in the same place. Yeah. Whereas Where I think before, that he, she needed to save him for that to happen. 
Well, to realize that yeah, she can't live without him, right? Yes. For her to be like, oh my God, like I need to find yeah. Booth right now. Like I'm so worried about him. It's been 18 hours, like all that. I think that that kind of also brought her to the same place that, that Booth is. Right. Because Booth was a bad agent in this episode. He was terrible. He did yeah. all the wrong things. Like he put himself in danger. He did all these stupid things to like make his life a living hell. And I can't yeah. believe he would like, you know, everything from like showing up at that plain thing, wearing a suit, like basically looking like an FBI agent and carrying yeah. around like identification that would like harm his family and like things like that. It's just like dropping the ball. Completely. And I, I still cannot for the life of me understand, well, because they needed to make the episode, but there's no way he would have gone without some sort of backup or at the very least Brennan. Like he's always with Brennan. That, and I love the ends, the last scene where Max and Brennan walk in on Gallagher and his British goon capturing Booth. Like, why were they scared of Max and Brennan? Like, Max is an old yeah. man. Brennan's a woman. They're like, oh, my God. Like, we're all scared. Yeah. We've been found and out. running away. Running away yeah. from Max and Brennan. There's no, they funny. didn't even have guns. Like, they had no they weapons didn't have whatsoever. Guns, no weapons, nothing. I mean, wouldn't they be like, "What? who the hell are you? And, like, just beat them yeah. up or... It's a bit silly. Anyway, I just thought that was funny. What did you think of the episode? I guess we're talking about it now, but... I liked it. <sighs> I liked it a lot. I think it was. What it was did you quirky. like about it? I like all, like you were saying, all the little tidbits, like all the little pieces, like little bits of humor, kind of scattered throughout. Which otherwise, any other another director may have made this a very dark episode. But or, the writing mixed with the directing did a good. They did a really good job, I thought. But. Also, I love that Booth and Brennan are finally getting back to this place, like, or like you said, elevated, but they're back to this place where they're on the same page and you can tell that there's that love between them. For quite a few episodes, we only saw Booth kind of pining after her, kind of like not really pining, like from a distance where he just kind of realized he had these feelings for her. And that was kind of sad. <laughs> no, I really you know liked what? it. It's so funny you're saying that because... I re I was rewatching those last two episodes, like the one where uh, Sully left and the one after Sully left. Yeah, yeah. Because I I wanted to do some filming for social media. I'm going to post some videos, but I was just like, wow, he is jealous. He is really yeah. jealous. Like I totally get it now. Like he's not jealous in a way that's like he's not. He's jealous in a way that's it's hard to describe his jealousy yeah it's like he's he's like almost like frustrated and it's like not harmful to her no or like it's very like internalized yeah it's not a destructive jealousy it's more no. just like this inner battle he's having with himself yes. and he's just like fuck i'm so frustrated but like this yeah. is the way it is i have to accept it i have to be a stand-up yeah. guy but oh my god this is really hard for me so yeah i just find this this last scene where they're singing in each other's faces, which is weird to yeah. me. And I don't think anyone actually does that. Although they did that with hot blooded, like screaming at yeah, each they other's did. face, right? So, so you like I it? guess they're the they're that couple. Did I like it? I'm still feeling like weird about it. I find it like it was like comedy on one hand. Like the way Ryan O'Neill is so like the way he plays Max Keenan is 
Yeah. Like he's very suave and like easy breezy confident like he's very cool and yeah. I just think it's funny like the way he was suffocating Valeska oh and she God. was she was funny to me I thought she was really funny her character grew on me but that yes. initial do you watch the show letter Kenny yeah 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 Oh, she reminds you of the bartender. The bartender. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, "You're right." I literally yeah, paused it. Does. I paused yeah. it, and I was like, "Mark, yeah. is she not exactly like Gail from Letterkenny?" Wow. wow. Except she wasn't like yeah. she wasn't like hip thrusting into the air and gyrating. But otherwise, I was like, "She's oh my so god. funny!" Oh my god! Anyway, I love that riot. character. Gail's amazing. She's so, She's so weird. Funny. She's, She's so, so weird. weird. It's so great. <laughs> I love her character. She's just over the top. I love it. I can't wait um, to see more episodes directed by this guy, though. I think season three will yeah. be in for I some think fun. It'll be really interesting because I like, I really like how he did certain things. I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. There's some, some parts of the episode that I thought were like, very noticeable that they were the way they were directed and stuff it's just really it's kind of neat it's kind of neat things you pointed out to me that i hadn't really picked up on and i'm like oh yeah that is kind of cool but this (laughs) to me this episode is (laughs) bones like this is very much a bones episode we have lots of comedy but also like lots of very serious storyline but so much comedy thrown in to make it so enjoyable and I think that's what I like, love about Bones. Wild, man. Like, Booth was fucking kidnapped, and it was, like, nothing. Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay, happy day. Well, Go to a- there was low stakes. I felt like it was low stakes. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. considering he was kidnapped, you know? Well, he was kidnapped by Honey Boo Boo, so it's not really that big of a deal. Well, there's that, and I just <laughs> wonder, like, what kind of a underworld criminal is this guy? If he has all these guys going around with ice picks and torturing people like that, he couldn't seal the deal. Like it's weird. Well, but also if he gets other people normally to do that, why would he not have sent one of those other people? Does he not have other goons? Exactly. A B. Do we ever get to see ice pick again? True. Is this does leave it kind of open, right? I just want to say. Thank you to this director. He did a wonderful job. We're loving Ryan O'Neill. He's amazing. Thank God Sully's gone. Uh, we're very happy oh, yeah. about that. Um, are we going to see Gordon Gordon again? Who knows? I mean, it seems like his sessions are over with Gordon Gordon. So we're not sure what's happening with Hodgins and Angela. I wonder if we'll ever find out. Right, Brittany? Anyway. We'll mm-hmm. never find out. It's we'll just never know. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll never cliffhanger. Find out cliffhanger. The, yeah, yeah, cliffhanger. <laughs> Regardless, stop talking. <laughs> so on that note, I say we bid adieu to our listeners. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Squintcast. Squintcast. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Squintcast with me, Kelly Booth, and my and your new friend, Brittany Elsner. The Bones theme is performed by The Crystal Method. 
They can be found on Instagram and YouTube at The Crystal Method and at thecrystalmethod.com. Intro and outro music is by Twisterium at Pixabay. Cover art was done by Irena Dolance Stajan. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Squintcast. Email us at squintcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at fab underscore empire underscore on Instagram and TikTok. Brittany is at Brittany81523 on Instagram. See you next time. Hodgins! <laughs>